different framework have different goals like some price convention over configuration and some price configuration over convention frameworks that price convention over configuration are usually easier to get used to because okay they've given you their own approach to solving particular problems as time advances you can tweak their approach through the configuration facilities provided you can tweak their approach in ways where you disagree with how they solve stuff or where it doesn't it's not the best solution for your use case those are easy to get started with because you're you're you're, you're starting with it's basically it's kind of like twitter bootstrap now you're starting with something you can just slap a button there and you have a button but frameworks that like the utility frameworks that focus more on configuration over convention so they give you the tools with which to put together they give you label blocks with which to put together your own particular way and customize to your needs you still have to do some work to get something up and running even if you're not going to do as much work as if you were and rolling your solution. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you're listening to us. Welcome to the Creatives Chronicles, the podcast for designers and developers. Here on the show, we share experiences, our learnings and our feelings. We keep it real. We explore topics and conversations to help you become a well-rounded professional. My name is Right Emeka and uh, it feels good to be back. And as always, I'm joined by the boss himself, the man, the myth, and the legend, Boss UK Chikunda. Good morning, boss. Yeah, good morning, Bryce, and uh, hello to our listeners. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, uh, oh my God, it's been, it's been a while. Over a month, it's been, yeah. Over a month, we, uh, we've done an episode. Yeah, a lot of things happened. Plenty of things happened. I lost someone really close and um, had to take some time off. But uh, yeah, we're back and um, ready to deliver value. Uh, good to be back. Uh, many thanks. You were very supportive. I do appreciate Yeah, yeah, life happens. So at least sometimes you just have to take time out to deal with stuff. I say time heals all wounds. Not entirely accurate, but for the most part, it's a true, it's a true reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. Feels good to be back. Uh, yeah, I've missed doing this. Okay. Yeah, too, so, yeah. It was one part of the weekend to uh, one part of the week we looked forward to. So it's back to a, it's good to be back on the horse once more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And oh my God, what a way to start uh, for today's episode would we'll be looking at the age-old conversation <laughs> using a framework or building or designing from scratch. Like, uh, and uh, what we'll be doing today is offering some suggestions and talking about what has worked for us and how uh, you can approach this decision. Yeah, like uh, almost every single day. If you listen carefully enough, there is someone somewhere arguing about whether to use a framework or whether to build or code from scratch. <laughs> as, yeah, as we... It's one of the things that engineers and tech, technically minded people like to argue about. So 
it's something that would never go. Although it's, a, it's important to know how to navigate or how to go about this question. That's it's one of those arguments that will never end. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure even from when you introduce the topic, people don't both <laughs> kind of have gone to their respective corners. Yeah, uh, to do battle with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and oh my God, with as with almost everything in tech, the answer depends on a number of factors. Like there, there's no cookie cutter um, solution. Like there's no method casting stone for um, exploring any of all these uh, conversations. Right. Uh, uh, before we even dive deeper, let's even define what we mean by building from scratch and or coding from scratch. Um, to code from scratch, it, it means to design and code your project without using any external source code or source file as the core. Like you do everything yourself from the first line of code. And for design, it means you don't use any design system or UI kit or a starter file. You design every element from the ground up. Uh, I think for me, this is what I'm building from scratch means. Is there anything you'd like to add to this definition? Yeah, well, if you, if you, if you want to look at it pedantically, it's, it's very hard to, to build from scratch. That's why we talk about using no external dependency or source code, libraries now. If, yeah. if you want to go that way, you have to write machine language to start to, <laughs> to satisfy that, that, uh, what's it called? That, Definition criteria or that definition, yeah. but broadly, broadly at least, the bridging from scratch that is broadly understood is basically not using any web framework, that's just what it is, mm. like handling everything yourself, database connections, web connections. So, not using any of the readily available components and frameworks to handle external communications. And external communications, web web communications fall into that category. Database communications fall into that, and whatever other external communications your application does. Awesome, awesome, amazing um, clarification. Uh, because trust me, uh, except you are exceptionally good, like really, really exceptionally good, uh, writing machine level code to. There's an example of a web framework, a Node.js framework, web framework that actually was written from scratch. Everything about the framework was written from scratch and it's very fast. But of course, it took the author quite a while, a time to develop. And it was lucky to be in the Node.js world where where the other competitors are easy to beat in terms of uh, performance. So he wrote everything, the passers and every stuff, because usually, Many Node.js frameworks are built on existing Node.js frameworks like Express. So many of them are built on Express, like Next.js and um, Express.coa. But he wrote his own JSON parsers. Even even Express is 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 it has a pluggable uh, architecture, and things like JSON passing or body passing, passing of inputs requests. Is left to is left to external plugins. But this the two that you know, when I first encountered the frame, the framework Fastify JS, he built everything himself because basically, although for his use case it's it's made sense because he just he wanted to be the fastest JavaScript framework uh, possible. 
and the only the, the way he saw best to achieve that was to handle he writes himself what other uh other framework authors will have used external libraries to handle but it's a, it's a longer route it's not as if it's not doable but the thing is like like you alluded to it depends what are your objectives if your objective is to get out get something out this weekend then you're not going to do that you're not going to get that by writing stuff yourself everything yourself Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, let's delve a little deeper and talk about some considerations and some of the things that would affect uh, the decision of uh, what approach to go in. Uh, okay. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. You mentioned time in person, so let, let's just continue. Yeah, time is one. How how quickly do you have to get something out? Like you say, the, the perfect is the enemy of the good. You, you might, is it better for your context to spend two years writing and carefully handcrafting every line of code or just to slap together libraries and get something out in the next two days? Most In most cases, the answer will be no. But in the very rare, once in a red moon circumstance, it will be yes. So time is a consideration. And most times it's a very important consideration because, of course, in, in business times, time, uh, when you're doing a job for clients, time is of the utmost consideration or is a very important consideration. Two, what do you want to achieve? The, these frameworks work well for the general case. They've, they've, due to having a lot of users, or due to the fact that it is being put together, through recognition of a, a whole lot of brain power, a lot of people or a community come together to put this together. So there are more use cases considered than you have experienced. And most issues that you may end up facing have already been solved. So they've solved a lot of problems that you don't have to solve again. So that's another case or another consideration in using a framework. So most of the things you're going to have to solve by you're going to be solving already solved problems if you're going to write yourself. Then yeah, it's not crafted for the general case, and in most in, in most times the general case is good enough for your specific circumstance. But there are times when you need you have needs or you have application or business needs that deviate from the general case, and in those times it's better to have started with a framework then modify to suit your growing needs or your new needs than writing from scratch. Almost all many big companies, there's a size you get to where the framework starts showing cracks because it was meant to handle the general, the normal use case. And in those cases, it's far easier to tweak and modify things because you have, a, you have some basic building block or foundation to start from than writing yourself from scratch. And sometimes too, it might be the case that it might grow to the extent where you might need to handle some things from scratch to squeeze out every last drop of performance from your system. But in that case, in that case you would have had, you would have learned what need, what works and what does not work from using the framework. And also, you would have seen how you have, you would have been given ideas and illustrations from the framework on how to solve certain problems and where the frameworks might fall short. But another thing is generally one, one, area that makes it hard 
is because people's codes are usually tangled up within the framework. Usually, the, the framework is not supposed to be your application. And we're talking about web frameworks now when we use the term framework by default. So the framework is not supposed to be your application. Your application is supposed to be distinct from the framework. The framework is there to, to provide certain services or classes. For example, take Laravel. Many people that build that build applications in Laravel, that build web solutions in Laravel, actually building Laravel applications. Basically, what people do with web framework, the most common way people use web framework is like a framework. If, put a very shove your application or business logic through the cracks and release it so basically everybody uh, most people are basically using their custom version or their customized version of the framework which which works what's it's it's it works but it's a short-term solution that leads to long-term problem your, your application code is supposed to be different so you're supposed to have using laravel you're supposed to have a php application which which is distinct from the Laravel part. The Laravel part is just to give uh, give those web functionalities to your application. So maybe internet communication with the with the or through the internet or over the internet or communication to the database using eloquent communication to the database. So those are supposed to be distinct services that framework offers. And when your application is built that way, you find that it's easy to to swap out frameworks for something some better framework better based on what you decide so if tomorrow you decide you don't want to use Laravel we want to use F3 you can easily swap out Laravel and put in F3 to provide the web layer functionality to your application without that much change if tomorrow you decide you don't want to use eloquence you want to Either write your craft your SQL queries by hand or you use some other PHP ORM library. You can do so easily. But it's, it becomes more harder when your application is just basically Laravel with custom business logic. You alluded to it depends. There are a lot of considerations. Well, in the general yeah. case, which is, let's say, over 90% of the time, it's best to just use a framework. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the problem you set out solving is not frame, it's not a beauty framework, which is what you end up doing if you write if you write by hand. So your problem probably your problem is to the problem you set out solving is to build new and improved Facebook. And if you spend your time, the more time you spend trying to build a framework from scratch, the less time you have to devote to solving your initial problem statements. Or maybe your problem is to cure world hunger. It's better to focus more of your energies on curing world hunger and using the framework to get that out of the way yeah 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 awesome awesome and i, I love how you mentioned that um these frameworks and libraries they already have a community and maintenance system around them so it's easier for some of the problems you would encounter they've already been solved right uh for designers, some of the things we, we like using sometimes is UI kits or design systems from already established brand, like Spotify has the Polaris design system. And um, uh, a number of big companies, they release their yeah, own. What about, what about the, elef the elephant in the room, Twitter bootstrap? 
Yeah. Which is so helpful that these days, when people go to look at a new, people judge every new CSS framework and micro framework, even utility framework that are not meant yeah. to be bootstrap replacement. People ju- judge them with the with bootstrap as a yardstick. Yeah. The thing CSS conver- conversation that happened on Twitter some uh, weeks back, I think, yeah? Yeah, people were saying what happened with Bootstrap when every site was now looking the same is almost now happening to um, Tailwind, how people are using the utility classes and then... No, but the thing is, it, it, I think it's just basically, let's say, it's basically design or UX-minded people need speaking. So what if every site looks the same? Does it work? It works. At least with that, it's a bootstrap enabled a lot of designers, uh, sorry, developers like me, to just slap a lot of a, a bunch of components together and have something workable and that do not, does not look totally horrible and works, rather than having to battle with CSS. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as much as possible, uh, for projects, it's a good thing to have teams around projects so there is separation of concerns like people who are supposed to be doing the development parts they are like specialists in those areas and then people who are to handle the design and are the designers right so we can avoid as much as possible or even when we then use frameworks it's easier to adopt those frameworks and then uh, make it suit our use cases and not just be restricted to the uh to producing the frameworks like you alluded to earlier in the conversation. In, in the real world, as in, it's usually not the case that the project from the get-go comes out with uh, a properly formed first 11. They just basically, people are just doing what is expedient or pragmatic for that particular use case. So they just get some backend developers who how who knows HTML and CSS or who knows HTML and Bootstrap? That's what they need to know, and they can slap some things together as an interface. So most times, pragmatic considerations it, it comes before you could say doing doing things the right way or the professional way or doing things the best way. But in in, in most cases, speed speed is the most important factor. As a, they say that there are three ways you can do you can do it. You can do things cheaply, you can do things quickly, or you can do things well. So good, fast, good. There is good. There is fast. There is uh, cheap. But you can only have two of the three. Mm-hmm. And most times, people go for fast and cheap. Yeah, and given then- that, especially in technology and uh, with uh, iterative development and the lean methodology, you can always. You can always improve. Yeah, true. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. When you're building solutions, you're in a race against time. Either you're, you're in a race to get investor money so that you can cash out quick, or you're in a race <laughs> against your computers, or you're running away from the village people. So you're always in a race against something. So doing stuff fast is kind of required or necessary. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I think one drawback for some frameworks, not all frameworks or libraries, is um, the uh, restrictiveness with some of them. Some of them are, or maybe it's the approach some developers use that make it feels like the framework is now restrictive or not very flexible. And the thing is, different frameworks have different goals. 
like some price convention over configuration and some price configuration over convention. Frameworks that price convention over configuration are usually easier to get used to because okay, they've given you their own approach to solving particular problems. And then as as time advances, you can tweak their approach through the configuration facilities provided. You can tweak their approach in ways where you disagree with how they solve stuff, or where it doesn't, it's not the best solution for your use case. Those are easy to get started with because you're, 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 you're starting with, it's basically, it's kind of like Twitter bootstrap now. You're starting with something. You can just slap a button there and you have a button. But frameworks that, like the utility frameworks that focus more on configuration over convention. So they give you the tools with which to put together. They give you Lego blocks with which to put together in your own particular way and customize to your needs. You still have to do some work to get something up and running, even if you're not going to do as much work as if you were hand-rolling your solution. So, for example, a back-end developer trying to use, although Tailwind is, and which is why it's Blue, is the easiest, is one of the easiest utility frameworks to use. There's one that was, that's, there's another one, Tachyons, Jesus. I suffered when I tried to use that. <laughs> I, I I was able to get something things done with that, but it it took me an inordinate amount of time because they just give you they 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 give you things that are even more granular than what Tailwind will give you. So they they just went to the full utility CSS framework parts where they just give you Lego blocks. You put them together and and join like 50 classes to get what you want and tweak around. Damn. Damn. So that's basically it. So depending on the, you should know that I should, people should have an idea of the landscape. Even in PHP land, you see that the most popular frameworks are frameworks that prize convention over configuration because convenience is what makes as in, all the most popular libraries in any language, in any framework all have one quality above their competition that are more convenient to use they might not be the most performance like laravel is not one of the fastest php libraries out there but it is very easy to get up and running it's easy to use it's convenient more convenient than it's faster alternatives mm -hmm. yeah yeah for some for designers for designers some ui kits like they would have um the entire design system that you might not actually need. Okay, this does not explain it very well. I think what would explain it very well is for development, like um, how you import entire libraries that you might not need. So or anytime you want to load the files, it will always um, load the entire um, library, then it, it becomes uh, a problem for performance. So I think that is one concern for yeah, some frameworks. It's one. It's an it's a potential issue with all frameworks, and some some framework can do better than most, as they give you better facilities than most of stripping away unneeded parts. But for the general case, it is not uh, for many for many situations. It is not a concern, or it is not a practical concern. And for the most cases, if not all, it is not an immediate, if at all, practical concern. What do I mean? Most times, 
at the early stages it does not matter that the it really doesn't matter that the if you're set of building a real-time system or you're you're building for data constraints locales it really matters whether the the framework is including a thousand files as opposed to hundred because the performance penalties and and uh negligible at your size when you only have two users it doesn't matter there are things that there are problems that those are problems that only manifest themselves at at certain skills so why potentially all frameworks would have that issue because like i said it's it's put together for a general use case and you have your specific use case so you might not use all or the framework might not even offer some facilities you want to use but in practice it really matters immediately and in most cases it really matters at all yeah yeah very true very true awesome awesome uh yeah we've seen a lot of the uh factors to consider and some drawbacks right uh and in closing it's on you as a developer and designer or project manager to consider these drawbacks and uh, decide what constraints you have for your own unique project and determine what will work best for you in that particular situation. Because trust me, uh, ultimately, you determine what you would use. Nobody will come and force any tool down on you or any framework down on you. So uh, consider what you have and then decide what framework or what approach you, you would use. Ultimately, ultimately the clients, your, your clients or the whoever you're building for does not they don't care whether uh, framework a is including 100 files why framework b is including 99 and a half so what they want is when they visit your site they want to see what they are expected to expecting to see and when they click a button they want it to do what it was expected to do all those other concerns framework or no framework that is your private concern most times it doesn't matter to the end user as much as the result also to there are a lot of frameworks know, know, know the options when you know the options you know what best works for your scenario and also people have their personal preference are you the one that you like to be able to tweak to the maximum then go for frameworks that 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 price configuration over convention or even go for micro frameworks because micro frameworks are meant to be small enough that you don't have to add the whole behemoth to to be able to use it so you just take the plugins the parts that you need and i think that is why a lot of them came up with lumen then for people who, do, who didn't want everything that was included in laravel and there are a lot of micro frameworks around in ruby you have rails which is the most popular monolith you have sinatra which is the micro framework alternative you have them in php you have them in go you have in Rust, you have in Elixir and all of that. I think Elixir it might be an exception because the main framework, since Elixir is so modular, the main framework is also practically a, a micro framework because it's the framework itself is just a, what I say, just like taking various, various bundles and plugins and combining them into one. That's basically what the main framework is, and it's easy to just pull out what you don't want. So Elixir is one space where the most popular uh, big or main framework or macro framework is also the most popular micro framework. 
But in almost every field, even in JavaScript and the rest, you have Express. Express is an example of a micro framework, and you have your full-fledged framework like uh, what was this one that's the Laravel clone that is models after Laravel. Because in their name, Adonis, yeah, it's basically oh. Laravel for JavaScript uh, for Node.js. Okay. That's what it was. So they are full-fledged frameworks like that. Ah, cool. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, today's episode has been an interesting conversation. Uh, it shows that you have uh, at least gotten value and uh, from today's episode and would, it will help your decision-making process for your next project. Yeah, that's what it is because after, at the end of the day, after all the analysis, it comes down to it depends. So mm -hmm. just like everything in tech, there is no generally, or there is no solution. There are solutions that are applicable at the, your specific scenario, the, in your specific context. Yeah, yeah. so find that out and do you. Uh, please do remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Visit the creativescoinquiz.com forward slash subscribe. Pick your podcast player of choice and then click on the subscribe button. Also, please tell us what you think. What are the considerations you also take note of when you are deciding what, what approach to go in, whether to do framework or to code from scratch or build from or design from scratch. All right. And um, tell us what stood out for you in today's episode. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. <laughs> you can reach out to us on Twitter at DMs are open. I am at Bright Timeka and Bosuk is at UK Chucks. Links will be in the show notes. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you found this episode valuable, share with your friend, share with a loved one. And um, we'll see you next week. Remember to always be creating. Go out today and create awesomeness. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.